Brought to you by Business Fights Poverty. Hello and welcome to Business Fights Poverty Spotlight Interviews. I am Katie Heisen, Director of Thought Leadership. Each week, these interviews provide you with the insights from a different perspective of Business Fight Poverty Network, giving you first-hand understanding of how businesses and others are working on some of the world's biggest social challenges. Many are saying that gender investing is hitting the mainstream. Whether you have been working on this topic deeply for years or you are new to the idea, listen to Jessica Epinoza Trujano. Jessica has a decade of experience in banking and an investment focus on emerging and frontier markets. Now she is not only studying for her PhD in gender lens investing, but she is the chair of the 2X Challenge. The 2X Challenge has a mission to demonstrate the multiplier effect of investing in women and to inspire development finance institutions and others to lean in and get involved. During our conversation, Jessica sets out the case for gender investing, why it is important to her personally, and how business case is proven. She sheds light on how to make gender lens investing really work before sharing an invite to join the new industry body focused on gender smart investing. Jessica, welcome. Thank you, Katie. So Jessica, can you tell me a bit more about the 2X Challenge? Yes, absolutely. So the 2X Challenge was was launched by a group of development finance institutions at the G7 Summit in 2018 as a joint commitment to invest at least $3 billion with a gender lens until the end of 2020. And at the time, it really felt like a challenge. But by joining forces and developing practical investment tools, um, we were able to accelerate change very quickly. And within only two years, we had already surpassed that initial target and have collectively mobilized $4.5 billion of gender lens investments. With the 2X Challenge, we developed specific investment criteria defining what it means to invest with a gender lens. A critical question in the market at the time was, what does good actually look like? And how do we you know, invest in the private sector to advance uh, gender equality and women's empowerment? So the two X criteria are today uh, a global standard for gender lens investing. And they have been fully integrated into the IRIS Plus framework, which is the impact management and measurement framework of the GIN, the Global Impact Investor Network. Since its launch, the 2X Challenge has gained significant traction in the market, and a broad spectrum of investors and investee companies all over the world are working with the 2X criteria today. So 2020 has been a natural inflection point for the 2X Challenge. We have surpassed our initial target, we have jointly established a new industry standard, and the broad range of investors is eager to come on board. We are now about to announce the next round of the 2X Challenge with a new ambitious target that's a multiple of the original challenge, and we're inviting the full spectrum of private sector players to join us and and help us move the needle on GLI. Wow, that's some amazing figures in such a short amount of time, Jessica. But for those listening, why should we even be thinking about gender lens or smart investing? What are the benefits? Who's it for? Why bother? The reason why there's so much momentum in the market is 
I think because there is, on the one hand, a strong impact case, but also a strong business case for investing with a gender lens. The data is, is very compelling. And when you start the journey, you actually experience the opportunities pretty quickly. Investments in women are associated with important ripple effects at the micro, meso, and macro level, creating value not only for women and their families, but also for their communities, for companies, the private sector more broadly, as well as the, the macro economy. Investing with a gender lens is, of course, about social justice and equality, but it's also the smart thing to do. That's why gender lens investing resonates not only with impact-driven investors, but also with commercial mainstream investors. The objective of GLI is not to establish a niche, but to really bring the business case into the mainstream world of investing and to mainstream a gender lens across the whole investment cycle and across all asset classes, sectors, and geographies. And Jessica, I kind of feel like there might be some good data in the background, reports, research, business case type information that people might want to be able to get hold of. Shall I put the links to that in the words that sit alongside the podcast? That would be great. Yeah, I can also highlight a few of them, but I think it makes sense to to link to them. Fantastic. So for anybody listening, we'll make sure that you get those uh, links into the words that sit alongside this podcast. Jessica, clearly there is a business case. There's momentum building, but for anybody who hasn't necessarily got involved or, or hasn't necessarily thought about how to integrate gender smart investing into their into their work. What practical advice do you have for investors or indeed corporates who are interested in taking on a gender lens in their investing and operations? So in my experience, there are uh, three key ingredients for success. I would say the first is understand the business case. The second, know how to operationalize it with uh, clear investment criteria and practical tools. And the third really important ingredient is to have a clear strategic direction, measurable gender lens targets, and aligned incentives. All of this is there, and investors and corporates uh, can easily tap into it. So we have the business case data. We have developed the 2x criteria as a global standard. We have developed practical tools, and we can share our experience and lessons learned establishing these strategies, internal targets, and incentives to drive it. And I want to probe a bit more into um, what you have learned since launching 2X Challenge. I mean, your background yourself, Jessica, I mean, you came from the kind of impact and investing space. What has been learned in the last couple of years with 2X Challenge? A key lesson we have learned is that intentionality matters. So we see that the business and impact case is strongest when women and more broadly diversity is valued. So when companies really value women rather than just counting them. And then both the effect on business performance and the impact are strongest. We have found that change accelerates when investors and companies understand, one, the business and impact case, two, know what exactly it is the private sector can do to promote gender equality, and three, that they have the tools to operationalize it. Let me give you an example from the perspective of a commercial financial institution. It's been really interesting to see how our partner financial institutions in Africa and Latin America have innovated to overcome some of the systemic barriers faced by women entrepreneurs in their local market. They adopted a customer-centric approach and initially did research among women entrepreneurs to find out what exactly it is that they need and that they value from financial institutions. 
and what barriers are currently limiting their economic participation. And then equipped with that knowledge, the banks and financial institutions design products and services specifically tailored to the needs of women entrepreneurs along the entire life cycle. And this has led to quite creative solutions, such as lending products with alternative collateral requirements, as we know that women's unequal access to land and property often means they don't have traditional collateral. It has also led to new non-financial products, like, for example, incubation services, advisory, networking opportunities, e-commerce platforms, and so on. And we see similar innovation in developed markets as well, among commercial banks and insurance companies, for example. Lots going on in all sorts of different areas. What do you see is coming next for the work that you're doing? I mean, do you have, dare I say, predictions for the future? Yeah, I think there's a lot coming. And so because the 2X challenge has gained so much traction in the market and the full spectrum of investors has expressed interest to come on board, engage in peer learning and share pipeline and invest together. We are about to launch a new 2X industry body, which is essentially a structured network of those who move capital. And this is really exciting because it will allow us to scale up our efforts, open up membership to different types of investors, and to build the field of GLI through actual investment practice. Wow, it's not very often that you hear whole industries coming together to say, yeah, let's do this together and collaborate and share best practice and peer learning. So yeah, fingers crossed for you guys. And if anybody is listening to this and wants to find out more or indeed get involved with a new industry body, I will, again, I'll put the links into the words that sit alongside this podcast. And Jessica, I have a couple of other questions for you. Your background, I mean, you came through up through the kind of impact investing space. What drew you into impact investing in the first place? And why now gender in particular? So for me, the financial industry has always been the perfect way to make a difference because the way we allocate capital and we make those decisions really drives the economy. So for me, that was a key motivator to, you know, to kind of shape the world of business through investment practice. And gender equality has always been something very close to my heart. It, it has accompanied me throughout my career and various initiatives and, and different types of, of businesses and, and social ventures. And combining the two in gender lens investing, for me, is really exciting because you can promote systemic change at scale, really bring it into the mainstream and combine the strong, you know, kind of right space and, and impact case with the business case and motivates the full spectrum of private sector players to move into that direction and to come together to promote change. 2020 has been, I mean, a, a strange year, terrible for many, most, but you've been really busy and the work that you've been doing has kind of argued, as you say, it's almost been an inflection point, full steam ahead, etc. How do you stay resilient during such change and such sort of challenges, I guess. What's your kind of personal remedy? What's your personal way of staying focused and resilient? I think it's really connecting with others. And even though we're not able to travel at the moment and we're kind of all working from home, I think digital technology has enabled us to really connect and to collaborate, even in those challenging times and, you know, in the lockdown situation. And so 
collaborating with others, kind of feeling the energy, you know, bringing together the different resources and creativity of, of all these different players is, is I think, what, what has been <laughs> keeping me motivated and, and afloat and just working around the clock, basically, since the pandemic started. Well, I hope you get a bit of a rest at some point then, Jessica. <laughs> um, I've got one more question for you today. We are talking at the t- tail end of 2020. We are looking ahead, and I think so many of us are really hoping that 2021 and beyond, quite frankly, has to get better. What does, for you personally, for this work that you're doing, what does rebuild better mean or look like? Hmm, Yeah, that's a tough question. I think there is, you know, in times of crises, on the one hand, we all see the different aspects that haven't worked in the past and how some of the inequalities and biases in the system have magnified the impact of the crisis. So on the one hand, I think a lot of the issues have become more visible and there is a general willingness to address them and to build back better. At the same time, because of this crisis situation, there's often, you know, the tendency to fall back into old patterns. And I think the key challenge is really not to kind of reinvent the same uh, wheel that we have always had or this kind of rebuild the same way um, we have done in the past, but to to take into account how we can use this terrible crisis as an opportunity to build more equitable, resilient, and sustainable economies. And that for me is, is building back better to try to take into account how a gender lens, a racial equity lens, and a broader diversity lens can help us build more inclusive and, and resilient economies. Well, on that very positive, forward-looking note Jessica thank you so much for your time today and sharing so much exciting stuff that's coming out of 2x challenge and beyond Jessica thank you thanks so much for having me Katie and if you like what you've heard today please do rate and subscribe to us I would also love to hear your feedback so please do drop me a line at any time I'm Katie at businessfightspoverty.org many thanks brought to you by business fights poverty 